Hi, I'm P, and this is my podcast. Hello, hello. Welcome to the podcast. We have a solo episode that's going down. I'm just going to hop into it. I had some folks submit questions on my IG stories, and I'm going to answer a few of them until I am no longer energized by this process. LOL. Let's jump in. Okay. What is some of the key factors to determine the value of your creative output? The reason I love this question, the reason I love this question is because the answer is completely dependent on you. It's dependent on your value system. I talk about this in The Satiated Artist, one of my programs around selling your work as a creative. But value is made up. A lot of you who've ever done work with me, you understand this and you've you've spoken about this, but value is completely made up. And you are the number one determining factor in the value of your work, your perception of your work, your perception of your audience. These are the things that dictate the, the key factors of the value of your work. So a better question to ask yourself is what do I value about what I create? And what do others value about what I create? And playing with that. Now, you got to be a little careful with the what do others value about what I create because a lot of people can use that as a way to restrict themselves. I only recommend playing with that question if it feels exciting and empowering and energizing for you. If it feels like it's starting to make your brain break, I would not ask that question. and I would go back to what do I value? But those are the questions I would ask instead. All right, I'm a 1-4 manifester and I keep getting fixated on my first line. I feel stuck in my research phase. If you're feeling stuck, I am willing to bet that that attachment to research is coming from a place of (laughs) inadequacy rather than like the love of research, right? So like like my partner's a first line and super into understanding the nuts and bolts of things and I can see when he's in his like obsessive, like, oh my God, this is so interesting phase. And that's very different than like researching because you feel like you don't know enough. You feel like your wisdom and intelligence is just insufficient. And so what I would play with here is rather than just trying to get beyond research, I would go underneath that and ask yourself, what is the issue if I am inadequate? Like what's going to happen if I don't know enough? What am I afraid of or what am I trying to avoid by making sure I know enough? And then neutralizing your response to whatever it is you're trying to avoid is going to make you much more willing to move. Am I blocked? Oh, next question. Am I blocking my creative career flow with a day job that pays the bills, but I don't love? So I'd say, okay, also blocking isn't a a phrase I personally try to use a ton. I'd say distracting yourself. So, okay, 
I would say if you were at a job that you enjoyed, I'd say keep playing with that. Have fun. That's not distracting you from building your creative career. You can you can absolutely do something that you enjoy at work and also build your creative career at the same time. The the fact that you're focusing on the fact that you don't love it is going to be the thing that distracts you from your creative career. And the reason I say that is because often when you are at a job that you don't enjoy, whilst also being also attempting to create a creative career, you will make that creative career like the way out the escape route and the energy of building a career it, it doesn't build well when it has the pressure on it of being the way out or the escape route so what i would play with is can you neutralize your response to what you're not enjoying at your job it's either that or can you get a different job that doesn't feel as distracting or doesn't feel like oh i don't i'm not having a good time or i'm really not loving this just to alleviate pressure from your from your career that you're creating and making sure that it's it's not like being used as as the escape route because that's just a very difficult place to create from Next question, what can help to cultivate the belief in oneself? So there's a tons of ways that I could answer this question and and it would be best to answer this one on one because I'd want to know like what aspects of yourself you're not believing in. So the way to play with this in a more general way is to get clearer on what it would actually look like for you to believe in yourself. So increased self-belief is going to look different in every single person and getting a closer vision of what it actually means to you to believe in yourself actually lets you know where the belief might not be. And that's when you can begin to kind of soothe and nourish that part of yourself. And also ask it like, why aren't I willing to believe in this area? What is the risk behind that? What am I trying to avoid by not believing in myself in these areas? But connect to the vision where you are believing in yourself and what you actually believe that's going to look like. And then from that place, you get information about what you need to move forward. Next question. How do you balance keeping a difficult client happy while preserving your boundaries? I don't work with difficult clients. That is, that's that. So something to play with here is asking yourself, like, what, what is my standard for clients? What kind of people am I willing to accept into my reality? Because this is, this is a standard that you're creating for your creative career. I work with these kinds of people. I speak to these kinds of people and only allowing those people to be in your world. So what would it look like if you were only working with those clients? Where are you? Oh, funnily enough, you maintaining your standard for yourself is actually going to make you repellent to difficult clients. And then other people's idea of like difficult is different. Like some people are like, ah, difficult clients are people who have too many ideas. And then for someone else difficult clients people have not enough ideas or, or whatever but what are your standards for a client and how can you be so um, is this discipline the right word dedicated to those standards and, and holding that standard but that and that kind of kills two birds with one stone you don't need to be thinking about boundaries all the time when you're working with wonderful clients all the time next question 
So this question, I don't have the answer you probably want for it, but I just want to, I want to let the question be known so that everyone can hear. Someone said, can you, can you speak on writing as opposed to visual arts or consulting differs a bit? Well, if anything, visual arts is more like writing than consulting. So like even those are very different, but I actually have a ton of writing clients and the energetics apply the same exact way across the board for every creative person who makes things if you make make things and release them to the world all the energetics are the same so I'm curious about what you believe differs and I would ask yourself simply and every person who listens to this who creates things ask yourself what is the way that I want to express myself what is the way that I want to put this work out into the world what is the way that I would prefer to package whatever it is that I'm creating and offer it to the world what way feels best for me and offering that to the world so I just want to say that like the energetics are the same for writers for visual artists for consultants for sorry for consulting for coaching for physical goods the energetics are the same Next question. What do you think about specificity? Is it absolutely necessary to know specifically what I want in my creative life business? No, no, it is not necessary. I admire people, honestly, who specifically know what they want because that's not who I am. I think it's really cool. I'm someone who's a bit more general personally, and it's it's hard for me to specifically define what it is I want unless I'm like moving somewhere then I'm like I want this I want that I want this maybe maybe that even might not even be as specific as some people but anyway no absolutely not clarity however is important and clarity and specificity are not the same thing clarity is you becoming more and more honest with what your desires are detached from societal expectations or obligation specificity is going to be like I specifically want this to look exactly like this right I personally am quite abstract and nebulous in my desires and they are they are a reflection of like how I want to feel and even how I want to feel can be kind of nebulous and so it's something that I'm always creating but just I guess to simply answer that is it absolutely necessary to know specifically what you want in your creative life and business no Next question. What if you're a galaxy multi-passionate person who can literally help anyone? So you're believing that your work is for everyone. And again, this these energetics, a, a cry, a cry, LOL, they apply across the board. So not just for people who like pr- provide services, but for people who make objects, for people who create writing, for singers. What if you're multi-passionate and you can make something for literally anyone? Who do you want to? To make your work for then who is the most delicious think about one person okay one human being who would just be the most delicious sensational amazing being and you're like i would love for this person to receive my work and you can keep them in mind not everyone has to keep an audience in mind i just i recommend it especially if you're someone who's working on learning to value your work more deeply because value is so made up and dependent on who is looking at you or or taking in what you have to offer who do you if you can work with anyone or you can if you can offer anything to anyone fantastic you get to offer whatever to whoever you have ideally in mind and act like that person is the only person who exists act like they are the only ones out there and make the work with them in mind of course the the work you want to create that with you in mind but 
at the end of the day, you making work for the people that you want to create for is still you making your work for you. But yeah, it's okay to be multi-passionate and, and be able to help anyone, but do you want to help everyone on the planet? Do you know how, to, I mean, maybe, maybe you do, who knows, but I, that sounds very exhausting, especially because people have very conflicting desires on this planet. So I don't, I don't know how that's possible personally, and there could be limits of my human brain. But yeah, that's what I'd ask. Next question. I find it exciting to, f whoa, I, what is, okay. It's, it's about time to wrap this up because I'm, I'm not able to read anymore. My brain is done. I find it exciting and fun to check growth stats a few times a day. Is anything wrong with the, you, okay. I know who's asking this question. Girl, what do you think? All right, I was gonna end it there and then I'm like, okay, well. Not everyone is in my world as much as this person is. So I will give you all an excited answer. But, I, but, but the person who asked this, you go listen to this. And I want you to know that I was just about to stop it right there. Because come on now. All right. So checking stats, enjoying metrics, loving the progress of your growth is part of the fun of the game. It's fun. Have fun. Enjoy it but you know exactly the moment when it stops becoming enjoyable. And in that moment, it's because you have externalized your, your worth or your value or something that you need to be giving yourself internally. It starts, to feel, it starts to feel like poop immediately when you start to externalize that thing. So when it's not feeling like fun anymore, that's when it's time to ask yourself like, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. What's going on here? What's happening? Let me, let me be in conversation with myself. And the thing is, it's not about like whether or not it's wrong. It's not about like, am I, am I doing the, am I doing the reality creation thing wrong or right? It's asking yourself like, is this something that feels good to me anymore? Is this something that no longer is supportive to my existence as a being? All right. That's the long answer of that question. But the short answer was girl. All right. <laughs> well, this is a fun one. I have too many ideas coming through. How do I internally know which ones to act on? So this question, oh, my dog is hearing. I don't, is that a dog howling or a baby? Come here. This question is often coming from a place of, I don't want to mess it up or make the wrong choice. And so what I would love for you to play with, if you're feeling okay, I'm having all these ideas. That's exciting and fun and amazing. Love that for you. What? would you do if you couldn't mess up? What if every choice you made was the correct choice? What if you were the, the King Midas of choices and every choice you make was going to turn to gold eventually at some point? What if that was the case? Then what would you do? That is where I would play with, that's, that's where I would play from, that's where I would play from, from that energy of, I actually cannot make the incorrect choice from this place. And with that, I'm done speaking. My mouth box has said enough. All right, y'all. I will pop up on the podcast at some point. Again, we'll see. Bye.